Once again, the Popcorn Net. I am James Baker, the host of Popcorn Net. And on this episode, we're going to be discussing Hereditary. It's a new film from Ari Aster. It's actually his first feature film, and it's pretty badass. So uh, sit tight and uh, get ready for the pod. Um, I just want to apologize for uh, taking a hiatus. Um, funny story, I was at the beach, and I'm still not quite sure what happened with my wallet, but it went MIA. <laughs> so... Uh, it was my girlfriend's birthday and, uh, we were hanging out and this and that and, uh, hopped in the water, chilled, went to go leave, missing wallet. So I spent like an hour searching the sand without a metal detector or anything like that. And I even went in the ocean deep diving for it, never found it. And, uh, my movie pass was in it, which is how I get all access to all these movies all the time. And, uh, I didn't have it. So, uh, guys, I'm back. And uh, on this episode, I'm joined by uh, Ryan Herrick. That's right. That's right. Excellent pronunciation. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Uh, I just made a confession to Ryan about me butchering everybody's name on the show. So uh, I did a pre-warm-up, and uh, <laughs> he coached me through it. That's he said right. Herrick, like Eric, and I remembered, yeah. and I, I said it correctly. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good. Good, man. I'm glad to be on your show. I enjoy it. So... I'm excited to talk about this movie. I'm a big horror fan, so awesome, awesome. Um, yeah. I think I'm talking to the right guy, man. I definitely wanted to have a conversation about this movie with someone that enjoyed horror movies. I wouldn't yeah. say I'm the biggest fan of horror movies, but I no. I would say it's my go-to genre. I could watch literally a B horror movie. I could watch a comedy horror movie. Like it's just like the go-to genre for me. Where anything. Yeah, I, it's funny because the you know a good majority of like the bad good horror movies, like the the kind of movies like that you throw on at a party and like everybody's just laughing, you can kind of tune in, <laughs> tune out. Like horror covers it all. I mean, when it comes to like, I mean, I I mean, I guess I don't think I'm speaking on the tune here, but like most people will go with like Troll Two, which is like the craziest bad horror movie of all time mm -hmm. you can turn it on it's it has it, the plot goes everywhere the characters are overacting and then underacting um it's it's just a great genre it's it's one of those things too is that usually um historically it, it always has like a generally like a just bad if you go past the 90s you got like the bad gore and then you go into our i'm sorry before the 90s you got the bad gore and then you go past the 90s and then you have like over cg like the modern day walking dead blood equivalent but those those uh those bad horror movies they can they can <laughs> they can make you laugh because they're just bad and then the really really great movies like um i guess the first thing that comes to mind right now like great horror movie like the shining is is uh it just like it it'll knock you out because usually like the art caliber is so high and you have like amazing cinematography, great shots, incredible acting by like Jack Nicholson, and that's kind of been the benchmark for me as as a as a horror fan like growing up. And they're they're rare and few and far between. They're like diamonds in the rough when you actually come across like a really great horror movie. Um, 
and I think like with 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 this with this per, per, particular movie that we're going to talk about today, I I'm spoiler alert, I guess. Um, I feel like this is one of those. Um, I know it's been very divisive amongst amongst horror fans. Like it's it's one of those movies that like a lot of people um they may not see the changes coming and i get that like i've been that guy before too with some movies but it's it, horror has always been a subjective thing that's why bad horror is kind of all encompassing cuz we can all just laugh at it but when something is necessarily like not kind of the cup of tea of of somebody or it's not it's just not scary like they kind of walk out of it like they got ripped off, which is has has been the 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 people that haven't liked this movie. That's the majority of what I've seen. So, right, and to kind of like piggyback off of what you just said is uh one of the reasons why I enjoy this genre so much is like it's so many different spectrums of of fear. It's kind of like you could discuss like the top ten with somebody, and it's going to be diff- completely different from someone else's. Like uh. For sure. Funny conversation I had with one of my friends a, a, a while back. We were talking about, you know, being af- afraid of clowns. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, first movie come to, want, to mind is uh, It, right? Oh, yeah. So with my friend, he was like, nah, man, I grew up watching Killer Clowns. That was terrifying. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I've never seen uh, Killer Clowns. And it was kind of like, you know, like one of those, like you just said, scenarios, like you're at a party, turn it on. And mm-hmm. uh, it was on Netflix. And uh, we put it on. I laughed my ass off. I was like, oh, you're dude. scared of this? You know, I know what I mean? Compared to it, I'm like, oh my God. So it's kind of like, it, it's kind of like it, so many different spectrums of, of fear. It's, it's really, really interesting to get into the genre of, uh, of horror films. Well, it's interesting you said that, but yeah, I know I'm with you. Like Killer Clowns from Outer Space is literally like one of the funnest movies to put on at a party. <laughs> but like, um, I was talking about this to um, a a friend of mine is a big cinephile. And he was talking about, oh, I love all this, like, you know, like these kind of art house movies. And I was just talking about, like, you ever think about the fact that, like, The Exorcist, right? It's it's kind of the all-encompassing movie that everyone goes to as far as, like, scariest movie ever made. Yeah, it's like the gold. It's it's the gold standard. And And I totally get that because it it kind of preys on that 70s era like um jesus revival fear of death but also like fear of like god and the devil and um i get that like it's it of its time but also this generation i mean we were all like i saw that movie when i damn well shouldn't have seen it because i was so young that when i watched it, i'm like oh shit like <laughs> I was scared to go to sleep that night, but it mostly because like I don't understand like supernatural things, so it had an effect on me. So for me, immediately I was just like, "Oh yeah, well this totally is the scariest movie of all time," and I get that. But at the same time, as I got older and like my kind of beliefs changed, that that changed. But as a as a cultural like phenomena of this generation, like it's just kind of lived to that standard i mean even with this movie hereditary it was another tagline and it every single time like a big horror like even when paranormal activity came out or um the blair witch project was really right on the cusp of when i graduated from high school everybody was just like oh my god it's the exorcist but like times three and i'm like "Mm, 
I don't know about that, <laughs> but I mean, it had an impact and that's, you know, I think specifically this movie definitely did that uh, as far as having like an impact on people. Yeah, like you said, like I feel like in t- this genre is so difficult to make a, a really, really good horror movie that stands out from all the really, really bad ones. And yes, like you said, The Exorcist, like it's so much, so many like images that once you say that word or you name that movie, you think about the spinning head, you think about mm-hmm. her vomiting in the bed, and the you think of- about movies like The Poacher Guys, you envision her sitting in front of the TV, uh, <laughs> you know. And then you said The Shining. You think about Jack Nicholson coming through the door with the axe. You think about the two twins. Like, it's mm-hmm. so many movies in the horror genre that, or it's, it's very few movies in the horror genre. Correction, that once you say a name, you automatically takes you back to the movie. And like you yeah. said, like with this movie, it's so many parts of that movie that. <laughs> yeah. There's so many things of this movie that uh, you say the name and you you think about it and. Uh, Something that just hit me before we started podcasting, like based off the trailer, you already heard the sound like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, that yeah. took me back to like, oh, my God, this is like the new generation is like Friday the 13th when you hear. Ch-ch-ch-ch. Oh, yeah. It's like it yeah. just hit, I'm like, wow, to just like make a sound like rememberable it's, like that is just amazing. It's intentional, too. Like they did. They did. um it's funny because I listened to an interview with Ari Aster, the director, and he was like, that was just basically like a positive mistake. Like, or, or they kind of tripped on it. Like, it was something that they needed to do. They just didn't know how they were going to core it, like, figure it out. And it was like a happy mistake. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's weird, but it it is definitely like one of the many things from that movie that was just like holy shit like because that i there's a scene specifically and this isn't really a spoiler but i remember it's when the uh tony klutz character is driving and all of a sudden you hear that click noise from the back seat area mm-hmm. and that i don't know if it was like this with the theater you were in but the theater i was in like everybody shuddered and there was like a girl that screamed and it was just the sound of the click and she she kind of does like a hysterical laugh and it's you know it's another it's another one of those things with this movie that i think is genius like that's a big i mean that's a big thing that's that's probably one of the things that makes it so genius overall is that um the soundtrack's excellent which i i mean if anybody has spotify you should definitely check it out just search hereditary and it'll pull up or like if you have iTunes and you want to listen to it on their their Spotify equivalent like it's really good the soundtrack is creepy i don't know if you want to listen to it all day on repeat cuz <laughs> you might just turn into like a weirdo but i mean it's it's it does justice to the movie i think i don't know if are we going to be able to talk spoilers on this yeah, um, usually uh, my listeners already know it's going to be a spoiler episode, but uh, okay. if you're a new For listener sure. and uh, you just joined the podcast, um, this will be a uh, disclaimer for uh, spoilers to come ahead. I would, yeah, I would say, um, I appreciate you saying that, but also like, I think from my standpoint, if you haven't seen this movie, and there are probably things that we're definitely going to have to bring up in order, because I think you really can't talk about it without, I mean, you can, you can say what it's about, but like, 
there's at least th- I would say three or four moments in this movie that that'll probably get ruined if you listen to it. So I think if you haven't seen it, see it. And you know, if you got Cody or Terrarium on your Fire Stick, just watch it. Or you know, if you're cheap that way, but like definitely, I would say this is one of those movies you need to see in a crowd. Right. And just to piggy up, piggyback off what you said earlier um, about the sound uh, in the back seat, mm-hmm. like that was one of the most eeriest things that I've ever experienced in a movie. Like I le- le- like legit turned around, like I felt like somebody's behind me, and I'm with my <laughs> girlfriend. I'm like, "Did you say that?" And then she's like, "No." I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like that completely scared the shit out of me. And I thought somebody was like literally behind me, just like fucking with me, but no one was there. And uh, I mean, you're a horror film junkie, so I'm pretty sure you uh seen a Quiet Place, correct? Oh yeah, I loved. I actually, I. Honestly, I before I saw this movie, that was like probably my favorite movie of the year. Right. And yeah. I just feel like this is such a uh, a good time to be a, a horror film junkie. It's just like this year we have A Quiet Place and uh, now we have Hereditary. And I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure these are really, really hard to follow. But I'm liking the direction that uh, people are finally figuring out how to be scary. Um, again, because I feel like just growing up with so many horror movies, it's kind of hard to scare an adult. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like, like you said, um, people aren't really fans of movies that aren't jump scary. And yeah, I just find jump scary movies like predictable. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you kind of see it coming. So when everybody's like, oh, and you're yeah. just sitting there, you're not really into it. You kind of feel like, wow, I wish I could you know <laughs> yeah put my guard well, down a little bit and just be scared but I, I like the new genre or i won't even say this is a genre i feel yeah. like it's just like a new era ushering a new era of horror films for sure well it's funny because this movie specifically is such a good synthesis of like drama and horror and in, in fact there's there's there was a point i i want to say like halfway through the movie where they're having a meeting or she goes to like a um kind of like a grief counseling group and i remember specifically thinking is this a mental health movie or is this mm-hmm. like are they actually gonna is that gonna be like kind of what the monster is for this because i knew it was a horror movie and spoil again spoiler alert again i i have to kind of bring this up but like the huge moment in like the first act of the movie where this this whole thing changes I thought this was a child horror movie. Like I thought the the little daughter who is played amazingly, like the the, the little girl in the movie is amazing. Um the one that plays the girl that plays Charlie is just phenomenal. Um she she has a peanut allergy which you learn early in the movie just basically cuz she's always shoveling chocolate into her face and then at some point the mom kind of guilts the son Peter into taking her to a party and she ends up eating cake with nuts in it. And, um, the sequence, I, I want to stress this because I think, I don't think I felt this kind of gut wrenching like moment in a movie in a really long time. Like I remember seeing kids when I was in high school and thinking like, wow, this is a fucked up movie. But like, it felt fucked up from the beginning in a weird way that I haven't ever experienced. And the, the moment when she's like, like he, 
now I gotta give I want to give credit too real quick, but to to Peter the the kid who was played by Alex Wolf actually, um, I think he's one of like the biggest like revelations in this movie, and I know a lot of people want to say like oh Tony Collette she's amazing she should get an Oscar, that's that's all great and good, but um, Peter's actions in the moment when he sees her and then like they try to drive to a hospital and then again spoiler alert she opens the window to get air and he swerves from like a dead animal and she like literally gets decapitated i've never in in the entire time that i've been going to movies i've never seen a reaction like that in a crowd i mean everybody screamed yeah Uh, even i said what the fuck like like, (laughs) and i didn't care like because i was so shocked i was with there with uh, with a a couple of friends of mine and and their faces were all like drained i mean the the way they filmed that sequence where alex wolf's character peter is just sitting in the car just like staring and he doesn't even want to look in the rear view i mean it's just i I've never experienced that kind of like terror, but it's like, it's like the same feeling you get when you've had too much to drink and the cops pull you over. It's this <laughs> weird, <laughs> shitty fucking moment of like uncomfortable. I hope to God I didn't drink that much, but <laughs> it checked. Like it's, it is, it's, it's in a movie and it, like I said, you think that it's, you think it's because, um, it, well, you think when you're going into it because of the trailers, which I think is genius. Like they did a great job promoting this movie. You think it's a crazy kid movie, and then that gets it's it's like a Game of Thrones effect on the show. Like, oh shit, our our main culprit that we think is going to be like the demon is gone. Like all of a sudden, and. Oddly enough, she pays off in spades later on, like her through line, like with her cutting off the head of the bird kind of plays into the end game of the episode uh, of the um, the final act of the movie, which just goes fucking bananas at the end. Um, I'm sorry, I'm ranting a lot on this. I, no, I did man, I, you, like you're like nailing everything that I wanted to ask you, like. <laughs> you nailed everything I wanted to ask you, because one of the things that I wanted to ask you was how would you feel about the death of Charlie because a lot yeah. of people really didn't like that and I feel like that was genius like like you said like you watch the trailer you think it's going to be like a, a a child being possessed type movie you know like the omen or you know mm-hmm. several over several other horror films that we've seen over the few years but then they straight up take her out within 20 minutes and like like you said, like my reaction was literally like I just got pulled over by the cops <laughs> like, yeah. like you nailed I'm just like <gasps> Yeah. And I don't I don't even know if I've ever felt like that in a movie yeah. theater. You know what I mean? Like and everybody had the same feeling. Like it was so freaking quiet. I'm just like You could you could feel the air in yeah. the theater get sucked out. Yeah. Like everybody was just like, oh, I fucked up, but but you didn't fuck up. You're just watching a movie. Right. It's 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 incredible the amount of um and I think this is a testament to how good the acting was is that you you can actually you feel immediately for Alex the uh character of Peter like he the way he emphasizes that emotion just looking and like like tears kind of start to form in his eyes and he's just like 
this is all stuff we don't talk about, you know? Like, he drives home, he goes home. I mean, basically, his sister's head's just lolling around in the road of some random place in Utah or wherever they film this movie. And he goes upstairs, goes to bed, and the only thing... And this goes to, like, the audio direction in this. Like, there's awards to be had for this movie, for sure. There has for to be. sure. And the the look of his face as he's, like laying in bed and then you hear Tony Collette's character just I think it's Annie is her name and she just starts screaming like I dude I'm I'm a father myself I cannot imagine like the the stress and the shock of that and um a lot of uh really talented reviewers have said it but like holy shit like she really does bring it in this movie mm-hmm. And her her um her angle specifically from what you start with where she's just kind of like this miniature creating artist who does like obviously like the miniatures are amazing. Um the 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 amount of detail that she pours into it and then it becomes like really kind of fucked up, especially when when um her husband walks in on her like making a miniature of when her daughter's head popped off like yeah. i remember specifically like my friend was sitting next to me and i'm like that's fucked up like, <laughs> and she was doing it like nothing was wrong she's like what yeah yeah well she thought it was i i, I would I, I guess i would like to imagine that maybe she thought it was therapy but yeah. um you can tell that like her shit upstairs is kind of loose at that point mm-hmm. and ah man the dinner scene after that yeah i'm talk about awkward <laughs> oh my god and when the kid, I felt so bad for him, but he's just like, Mom, it feels, you know, like he's all choked up. He's just like, Mom, it feels like you got something you want to say to me. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, Went off. I mean, she just goes fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex on his ass. And on top of that, like, you have the scene before that. I don't know if it's before. It might be after it, but where she, like, sleepwalks in there and she's like, I wanted to, like, have yeah. a miss. That was like uncomfortable, like fucking brutal. Yeah, talk about like a psychological horror. Like, oh my god, like yeah, like how how do you deal with that? I mean, yeah. And then I mean, and, and again, I'm I'm I'll, I'll skip towards the end, but like when he's when he locks the attic after he runs away from his mom, and the first thing he does is crawl cry out for his mommy. Yeah, like I mean. This is what this is one of the angles that hit me the most with this movie is that it is so um real in some of its moments like the 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 scene with with her with her daughter where she's just kind of kissing the, the the her sweater and just like snuggling up on her and the meantime she's like you wished I was or grandma I miss grandma. Grandma wished I was a boy. And like, she's just trying to be a mom and she loves her daughter, obviously so much. Um, those are really real moments. And it's, it's kind of those, those things that really hit you is that like Peter is so, he's so ripped apart after his sister gets killed. Like you see the, just like lost glaze and like that moment when he's smoking um smoking with his friends under the bleachers and like his throat starts to close up right it's just it's so sad because i mean that's dude that's 
again, like I, I thought it was a mental illness movie, but that's that's like telltale PTSD signs. Like mm-hmm. it's stuff like that that's so genius that it gets added. And you know, I sussed through so many of the reviews afterwards because I I was sure when I walked out, I'm like, oh man, that's like The Shining level. Like that's a genius horror movie. And the things that people got caught up on, I just I just kept getting upset because I was like, but there's there's this and there's this like there's this scene and there's this and i know one of the big complaints i get is that people say it's very exposition heavy but honestly like the way they do it is so good like i get that people don't like exposition in their movies they don't want somebody to tell you what's happening they want to see see it happening and tony collette who does a phenomenal job. Yeah. She spells things out, but like it makes sense for her character and the Ann Dowd, um, character, the, um, I think Ann Dowd's the name of the actress, the, the girl Joanne. that she, me- yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the one that she meets at, well, kind of like she tackles her car in one scene, but, um, that character is so well fleshed out in my mind. It makes perfect sense and when they actually start like kind of breaking that whole sequence down like it's really creepy like the scene where she walks to her apartment after she finds pictures of her with her mom in that photo book yeah and they do that really great pullback where you see like all the different like seance oh my god it's so creepy Mm -hmm. but it's well done and that's the thing this movie has I mean, the only pop-out I can say is a sound cue is that clicking noise. But other than that, like, the the silent cues in this movie are horrific. Like, her yeah. on the wall? Fuck, man. Yeah, Where, you, you literally have to be in, like, a, a really crowd-participating theater. You know what I mean? You can't have people, like, talking through the movie because it's going to ruin the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or someone like laughing in the background because it like it takes you out and i feel like you really have to like be tuned in to enjoy this movie you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i actually i i would say it'd be it'll be interesting to because i'll definitely buy this on blu-ray and it'll be interesting to rewatch this with like a small like say like a couple of friends like horror friends who for some reason i imagine they're all gonna see it but um like a small group of like dudes just and girls hanging out just like watching it like what the reaction would be i know i there was a one laugh out loud moment and i kind of chuckled too even though i was horrified but the moment that uh tony collette's body like floated up to the treehouse there was just one one guy who was just like "Ah, like i got it like I, i i mean but at the same time i still found that horrifying like yeah and the, the funny thing about that, some people laugh when they get scared. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, ha, yeah. ha, 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 So he's probably scared as shit, and he's just trying to, like, you know, play it off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. And I get that, too. Like, that's that's totally that's totally a, a, an understandable thing. Because as a kid, I was fucking terrified of um, Freddy and Nightmare on Elm Street. And I remember watching um one of the nightmare in elm streets and like he turned one guy into like a marionette and i just laughed because i'm like oh look he's a puppet or like he did like a one where he like killed somebody through video games and he's got a power glove on him yeah i remember that what a 
nerd, you know, like it's just this is the nerdiest shit ever and laughing out loud. But, you know, there's still that part of me that was scared of the guy, you know, as as a kind of a creature of like horror. Um, I want to say, too, um, this movie specifically has at least three or four scenes where there's just nudity all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, the cult members. That yeah. was odd. It was really creepy, though. Oh, fuck, Extremely man. creepy. One of the creepiest shots is that fucking old white dude in the in the uh, closet when he turns around. Yeah, that got me. And he's just fucking grinning like the Grinch was still Christmas. Like, dude, really? Like, and you're fucking... There's so gotta... many shots like that. Like, they'll be, like, in the corner, and you would be like, is that somebody standing there? Oh, yeah. And, and then, like, the camera keep, like, passing by, and you would be like, oh, my God, there's someone in the room. <laughs> And you yeah. never see what happens after that. I, like that's one of the things that I love the most about this movie. It's like it's like little so. things that's happening the whole time. And if you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, it's kind of like you're not really into the movie, man. Yeah, I mean, I heard a few people say, "Oh, this is just a this is just white people horror. Like you're scared of no. you know this." But I'm like, man, I I've no talked to way, so many man. different people that are just like. No, this movie fucking scarred me. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's, there's, um, there was this, there was this, uh, one shot specifically in the movie. It's a wide shot of, of the character of Peter waking up. And it is one of the most tense moments I've seen in a movie ever because, <clears throat> and it's, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there, if you're paying attention with this movie, that's key because there are moments that you're you're just not going to see coming. And I know we spoiled like one of the biggest twists in the like first act, but like there's still so much to unpack from this movie if you watch it and you're just not. I mean, if you're looking, you will in the in the tiny frames. And this is really credit to the cinematographer and Ari Aster. Like they really frame a shot like really well because i mean even like when she's floating up on the ceiling and there's just that disgusting sound and he like looks up and realizes like what it is and her face like the fucking agony it's not even it's not normal you know and that's that's what for me is why the ending pays off in spades it's so rare in a horror movie for them to go to basically go like all in like because the payoff basically from overall is that this this whole thing happens like the whole prophecy happens they found the body for the the demon um they've had like the heads given as like tribute and like you even hear Ann Dowd's character at the end putting when she's doing the narration when Peter is, you know, makes the after he makes the clicking no, noise, which is fucking horrifying, and then goes goes upstairs is goes up the the ladder into the tree fort and like you hear her talking and that last shot is so haunting because it looks like miniatures. It looks like one of her creations. It's it's I mean, I was shaking at the end because I was like, wow. Like, in the last movie that fucked me up this much was when I saw The Dark Knight. And that just shows my nerd card. Like, when I 
when I ended that movie, I was just like, that was that was brilliant, like amazing. I I'm I'm floored by how good that was. And for this to be this guy's first movie, wow. Like, holy shit, I can't wait to see what he does. Hopefully Marvel doesn't swoop him up and make him make a bunch of, you know, Thor movies or something. But like I'd love for him to stay in the genre. Now I've heard from friends that supposedly a lot of his short movies are really good, which I would definitely seek out because the guy is great. He's like Wes Anderson and Lars von Trier like got mushed together. Like it's super epic, scary, but also artfully directed and super well acted. So I don't know, man. I, I could rant about this one for days. Yeah, I watched the interview um, with him talking about the movie, and uh, some of the quotes that I took from it was, uh, he was like, I have all this sickness in me, and I want everybody else to feel it. <laughs> and then he said, uh, I want to poison people's brains. And that's exactly what he did with his film. Um, <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah. That's, you really want a sick-minded, you know, guy to direct a horror movie if you really want to enjoy it and he's yeah. definitely that guy um did you I, did you follow everything that was going on towards the end or did you kind of like what's really going on um i well i i did i well i caught there's some things that really get um like i said i i i think i brought up the exposition which the two the two main factors that i've heard that people have issues with is it's way too exposition heavy towards the second act with the um when she finds the box of her mom's stuff and the moment when she's leaving and and Dowd's character is kind of spelling things out um i don't think those are problems and then the other thing was the ending which i think is super polarizing for some people who just expected like insidious five um this movie early on i think spells things out especially when you find out like from i want to say the funeral with the grandma's funeral she's explaining like i you can kind of get that she's got a strained relationship and as soon as you start seeing her like making the miniature figurines and then oh shit i don't think we mentioned this when you when she sees her grandma upstairs when she shuts the lights off holy fuck yeah i did not expect that that was either the body was upstairs the whole time Oh, in the dude. attic that was creepy uh, shit and then they put the body in the clubhouse i'm like what the fuck is going on <laughs> I know. that was fucking crazy like and then and then payment stuff. arrives like his yeah, whole payment. plot from the beginning and one of the things that i've uh picked up on like listen to everybody else's uh thoughts about the movie was like he was planning this from the get-go you know what i mean yeah. like um, Peter was his target from the get go, and yeah, he finally got it. That's crazy, man! Like, awesome. Yeah, movie. it's it's insane that that, that that's and yeah, that's for me. It's like um, the rare payoff of a horror movie going the full Monty of like the villain in a Disney movie who's like, yes, and when I get all the rings, we'll rule Mordor. <laughs> and in this movie, that's what happens. Like, yeah everything comes together to make that perfect synthesis so now everything's gone to fucking hell you got a good point about that it's kind of like the success story of the cult like yeah, yeah like a like a happy story of the cult members you know what i mean like praise and payment when he got there like that's a good point man i didn't think about that and it, it's fun uh, i appreciate that but the the thing that is crazy too is i just wonder what's going on in his head as the movie ends you know because i know he 
he made that clicking noise, which, you know, tells you that he's taken over and that maybe he had Charlie in his grasp the whole time. He was just waiting to jump into Peter. But the, the look on his face is so crazy to me because the whole time I'm waiting for him to say something. And then they give you that last shot, which like I said, looks like miniatures Mm-hmm. And the like, the music's all swelly and crazy, and the fucking weird nudists are all hanging out with their butts in the air, <laughs> and then it, and then it ends, and it's just like, fuck, yeah. Like, you, I've heard stories about Alex Wolf not even being the same after he filmed this. Like he, kind of like the the Heath Ledger effect. Like you hear stories oh, about yeah. him like going into this dark place, and I just hope Alex is okay after this, man, because this is pretty I- dark. <laughs> It is dark, I, and props to him for for yeah, getting he has through. Yeah, a bright future, man. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, he could he could be like the next like fuck. I mean, he could be like the next DiCaprio or like um I'm trying to think of Daniel Day Lewis with that kind of acting skill. I mean, it's insane the the range and like I mean, he really made you feel for him and. I mean, obviously, Tony Collette's amazing, and she's she was nominated for The Sixth Sense, and I wouldn't be surprised if she gets nominated for this too, because, I mean, fuck, man, she's up there with Mike Myers now with that fucking face she made while she's <laughs> fucking taking a piano wire to her. Scraping. That shit was creepy as. That's that was creepy as fuck, and I didn't. You know what the funny thing is? I remember being kind of like heh, 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 in the theater, and then in bed, I'm like, "Fuck me, I don't know." Yeah, as soon as you get like... home, shit gets real. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with horror movies. I got home and I like closed the blinds because I just kept thinking about naked people standing outside my window <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck that." <laughs> speaking speaking of images that are are embedded in our brains forever, what what are some other images that you think of when you? you know, reflect back on hereditary. Oh God. I'm, you know, it's so many, it's, right? There's a lot. Um, I'll name a few that I think of. Um, number one is, uh, Charlie's head with the ants covered all of it. Never forget that. that. No, um, it, that was so rough. I mean, yeah. especially cause it's, well, I think at the time it, they're, you're hearing her scream and then it plays over her sobbing. Genius. So it's it, it's not a pop out. It's just it's just a switch of frame, basically going from um, Peter laying in bed like catatonic, basically because he knows what happened. And then you see this really, and it's not quick. It's not like a flash. It's like fuck. I mean, we're all sitting there like in the theater at the time. I just remember like basically just like. Like the feeling of just like grow. I mean, yeah. it's fucked. It's like for, I, for a second, I didn't think they're going to show it, and then they like pan into the. I'm, I'm like, oh my god! Like, yeah. then it hits you like she's really dead, and I feel yeah. like that's another thing they're trying to get through is like Peter not saying anything. It's kind of like he didn't want to accept the f- fact that he killed his sister. So it's kind of like if I don't say it out loud, it didn't happen. You know what I mean? So yeah, and then we're feeling the same way. Like, did it really happen? Is she just? And then we see the head of like, damn, she's dead. Damn. <laughs> it, it is. It is, it is totally perfect. like that. Perfect. Yeah, man. and it, it's such a gut punch too. And like I said, it's another one of those not a pop out. Just like, by the way, if you were wondering, yeah, she's fucking. She's not. Because I remember in the theater thinking like, 
and I I was scared about this, but like the way the shot happened and the way I cringed, I didn't know if maybe like she just smacked the shit out of her head, so right. she was just like knocked out. And there was like half a second where I thought maybe she's just gonna like start gurgling and like she's just got a big fucking pull mark on her face. Or like but, even like, be in the hospital for the rest of the movie because we thought she's gonna be there the whole time. Yeah, you know what I mean, oh like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, and and it, it could have been, like, a different story where she's got, like, she can't remember things, and then all of a sudden she starts pulling, like, a Linda Blair, like, exorcist <laughs> thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I, that shot specifically of her head was really gruesome, and then, in contrast, like, her head sitting on that, like, monument they built in the treehouse was just, like, I mean, the ending is super fucked up. Like, if, as soon as her face changes when she fucking sets her husband on fire, sort of. That That's from- another image that I'll never forget. Just like, um, what's the name? Steve Graham catching on fire, man. That was like, oh. that shot was so reminiscent of like something out of The Shining. You know, like it just panned out. Yeah. And they did like that favorite, like one of my favorite like things about this movie, like the camera shots, like it's being filmed inside of the miniature. And it was just like panned out, like it was like you looking into like the the miniature uh, house. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like how it cut back, like like a few steps back. And yeah. Beautiful shot, man. I would say um, props to Gabriel Byrne too, who was the who was the dad on that. And I had heard some people saying, well, he's super restrained, but I know according to Ari Aster, there was like a three hour cut of this movie. Yeah, it might be on the Blu-ray, man. Which would be fucking sweet because I would love to see. I know there was going to be like some more angles to it. And, you know, this is one of those movies that, again, like you you really need to see in theaters if you can't like watch it with a group because you're going to talk about it. Like even if people hate it, like you can you can definitely like kind of dissect things. And I'm I'm I mean, I, I love this movie. I'm as a horror fan, I, I do consider this like a classic. This and A Quiet Place are like two of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And it's there's so much to debate about like what certain scenes meant. Um, I know I know one of the weird images early on was when Charlie saw the old lady and there was like a ring of fire out in the like when she took a walk out into mm-hmm. the field. That, yeah, that was that was just, eerie as fuck, man. It's just eerie because you you there's no context, and you're there, not sure what's going on. You're like, what does that mean? And then like yeah. towards the end, you start putting everything together. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean that specifically. That could that could have just been like a weird seance from one of the cultists. Um, it's just creepy, like the fact that well maybe. Tony Collette's character knew about it, but you don't know because she could be suffering from the same debil- debilitating disease, the DID thing, the whole like multiple personalities that her mother did. Like, there's this interesting perspective that is almost more terrifying if you think about it that she, if it was completely a mental health ep- movie, which it could have been there's a whole different version of when she confronts her husband where she just sprays him with gas and then sets him on fire. And like that whole scene in the treehouse, 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. that could have just been her and her son. That's crazy. I know, and that's that. There was a one of the top reviewers who I um I don't know if it was a top. There was a there was a guy that was debating about it on a podcast. I wish I could. Um, maybe I'll send it to you later. But I somebody was talking about the 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 creepy factor of what if that's just her schizophrenia, like she dragged the body of her mom up into the attic. Wow. And it's like a, it's a repressed thing that you don't see. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where I, like the people that pan the ending because they're like, I don't think it pays off well because the movie doesn't earn it because there's not enough hints, but there's plenty if you rewatch it. And if you take it as like, if their version is better because they say, oh, well, she's, I like the mental health angle. Well, if you think about it like that, then it's a fucked movie like it's yeah. scarier than anything i've ever seen before because i mean i don't know if you've researched anything like pop culture why i'm uh, not pop pop culture as that's your show but like with like true crime like the amityville horror per se is supposedly like a classic horror movie it spawned a lot of haunted house movies but the shit that it's based on is so much scarier than the reality like the creepy house that bleed the walls bleed is one thing, but like the fact that like the son was on like a drug rampage and like this brother, like him and the sister were sleeping together and like all this really fucked up shit, like that's terrifying. And the fact that the movie's protagonist played by Tony Collette, she goes through so many changes you can use the miniatures as almost like a slipping of reality. And then if she's having issues like her mom and we know hereditary, those things run in the bloodline. Wow. My mind is blown right now. That's a crazy spin on it. That's a crazy spin on it, man. And that's, that's what, uh, that's what a like insanely good horror movie can do. You know, if so many different angles. Exactly. Like, and that's why, you know, talking about movies is such a good thing is that like you can sit down and like really dissect like if it's that good. And I think this movie is, you know, there's different angles. You can approach different scenes. Like I said, we've talked about like the really insane um, visuals in this movie, you know, the different nudists screens but also like tony collette lingering in the background that's enough but i won't say anymore but like there's enough of her in the background like menacing that you know she's a beautiful woman don't i wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers or anything but like she's (laughs) she she you know now i'm kind of scared like yeah i started especially the scene when she's like banging her head against the attic oh wow it's I was like literally like whoo when she like ch- started chasing uh um Peter, I was like literally in th- theater like whoo whoo like I felt like she was chasing me. I'm like oh oh, <laughs> and my girlfriend's like, like what are you doing? I'm like oh <laughs> yeah, it's scary, man. Yeah. I mean, she does a great job. She's and- awesome. She's, I mean, she deserves to be up there in that pantheon now, especially with the way that that movie changes. Like, she's she's a fucking grade-A horror villain as far as, like, you know, Mike Myers and Freddy are concerned. Like, I'm scared of her. I know her range. I've seen it. It's in Hereditary. Like, and like I said, 
I mean, probably the one of the last like really grueling moments is when she's she's fucking losing her mind, banging her head on the thing, and he's just crawling, you know, calling out for his mom. Yeah, and that's that's really, I mean, one of the saddest things about the movie as a whole is how bad you feel for Peter. Um, it's just, you know, and it's it's a it's a stark contrast to the fact that you knew that Anne slash Tony Collette's character wanted to keep him away from his grandma, but yet again, she became her grandma in a way at the end and then kind of gave into that that consp- that uh, cult that she, I think she tried to, to, to push out of her memory, you know? And it's sad because... It's sad and epic as a movie. Like it tells a great story and rounds it out with something, you know. I know, I know, like, you know, in the classic sense of horror, in Friday the 13th, you get that last pop out scene. But with this movie, you get crazy, uh, this insane, discordant soundtrack. And then you get this pullback to. Almost, and it, it's not loud. There's no pop-outs. It's just like this realization that the fucking bad guys won, you know? And sometimes you need that story, and especially in art. And this is, I mean, don't mistake this. This is high art. The way this movie's shot, the way it's scored, the way it's acted. Like, this is, there's a reason critics love it. And I'm, I'm... You know, I'm not always like a critic lover as far as movies are concerned. Like, I love a good B horror movie. I love a good average horror movie. I love a good slasher movie. But this is like high art meets insane concept, incredible storytelling, amazing cinematography, amazing sound, amazing acting. And it ends to me personally on like a numbing, horrific wow. And there are a lot of people. One of my buddies was like, "I'm never going to see that movie again," <laughs> and 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 it wasn't in a bad way. He was just like, "I don't want to go through that trauma." Um, you know, if if you're if you're kind of one of those people who just wants to watch, you know, Paddington run around with you know <laughs> his parents in England, and then you know discover like the meaning of love. It's not it's not for you. And and there's a lot of horror movie guys that it's really not for either, you know, because they there's the gore guys who want to watch a movie and see people get ripped apart. And then there's the guys who want to laugh. And I mean, I guess you could laugh at this movie, but I think you'd be missing the point. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it did, man. it's it's just a good story. So that's 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 my two cents. I think it's a classic. I don't know. I mean. I've watched a lot of A24 movies, but this one definitely has had the best, I would say the the best pull through as far as like reaction and it's just it's a it's a great movie. So, I'm I'm really glad. I was worried you were going to be like I fucking hated it. No, nah, man, ditto, man. Like I, I like I <clears throat> I feel like I'm getting to the point that on this podcast I'm I wouldn't say I'm being biased, but I'm only going to do episodes on shows or on movies that I actually uh, enjoy or that I really feel something watching it. I don't want to just go in and be like, oh, I saw this on Netflix, blah, 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 yada, yada. This is what I thought about it. But this is one of those things that I'm actually took the time and talked to someone as passionate about this film as I am. And 
we could talk about this film for hours and hours, but I, I, I guess we could wrap it up there, man. No, it's good. No, I'm glad that uh, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about. It. It's funny because I think I posted like the same the probably the day after I saw it. I was just like, wow, this is a great movie. Anybody else see it? And it was like, you know, no one in tech. I was able to go see a sneak preview. Um, and I was a fan of the trailer, so I was like, I really want to see that. That that seems interesting. And then it like exceeded my expectations. So, and I, I got to give props to my buddy Marty because he's the one that actually saw the Reddit post that you you sent out, and he was like, "Dude, oh you, sweet, you, you yeah." Well, he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> hey Marty, you rule." Thanks, he's Marty. Actually on a, he's on a podcast called The Ephus, which is part of the same network that I do uh, podcasts on Beer City Media, but. Um, yeah, no, he, he clued me into that and, um, I'm really glad that I got a chance to just kind of talk about it cause it's, it, I really did love it. So awesome. I'm glad we got the chat, man. Um, yeah, before sure, we Jay. head out of here, um, Ryan's going to tell you guys where to find his podcast and what it's about and all that. And then we'll close it out from there. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I, again, I appreciate being on the pop cult net show and James, you're a good host and I appreciate your show. So I just want to say thank you to you. Um, my show is conspiracy therapy and every Monday we drop an episode on, uh, Spotify, iTunes, all the different pop podcast devices you use. Um, our show specifically we cover cryptids, conspiracies. We've done death spiracies. We just did. Um, our, we're in the future going to do uh, one on Princess Diana. Uh, I think the last one we did was Tupac and Biggie. Um, I'm not sure though. There might have been one in between there. Anyway, um, our most uh, recent episode was on subliminal messages. Messages, um, different ways that. Um, corporations like to try to get your monies um there's there's a lot you know we cover just about everything we have a good time it's a comedy show really because um my boy larry's on it and he's a hysterical individual there's also uh the ephus podcast which is baseball potty slam which is wrestling and um off tempo for music which uh my cousin josh does and uh we're really really into podcasting so if you check us out uh please uh like the beer city media on facebook sweet don't forget to subscribe to uh beer city media also don't forget to subscribe like comment on all that good stuff uh, on popcorn net um once again guys i want to thank you so much for joining the pod and checking us out um you will definitely hear uh ryan again on his pod man um sure he's going to be my official go-to guy for uh horror movies for also sure. in the future I might come up with a conspiracy uh, theory segment because I have a conspiracy theory about uh, Amazon Fire Stick. So uh, I'm going to leave that there. And uh, you guys look forward to that in the future. <laughs> Once again, guys, thanks for tuning in to Popcorn Net. And uh, see you guys next week. Peace.